Sports Station 1043 on hand presents Stokely and Zach. What should Broncos country expect tomorrow night in San Francisco? A lot of familiar faces out there for sure. Uh, and to get better insight on the Niners and what to expect, we have uh, on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline Jennifer Lee Chan, who covers the 49ers for NBC Sports in the Bay Area. Jennifer, thanks for uh, some of your time today on a Friday. Let me just start with this. How many starters on either side of the ball should Broncos country expect to see playing for the Niners tomorrow night? <laughs> Your guess is actually as good as mine on Tuesday or no Wednesday. Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, I haven't made a decision yet. So uh, the rumor is that Brock Purdy will play maybe one or two series, which means I would bet the offensive line will be out there with him. Uh, as far as defensive starters, I would expect maybe the same. I mean, it's kind of the dress rehearsal game. So you got maybe two series with the starters. And then after that, I think you expect to see Sam Darnold taking over under center. And then the second half, Trey Lance and Brandon Allen. Uh, what's the latest on Nick Bosa and his contract situation? There is no news as of yet, but, you know, it's, it's so much different than last year when they were working on that Debo Samuel extension. No news at all, no angst. They believe that it will be done before week one. And, I, I you know, Kyle Shanahan and John, John Lynch are completely honest, as, you know, as much as they can be with the media, and they have no doubt that it will be done. But, you know, as John Lynch said, it's finding the sweet spot. And you know, with those mega contracts, usually it's, you know, the small details that make it kind of last for a long time in the negotiation process. So I expect it to be done by week one, uh, but no news yet. We're chatting with Jennifer Leachan, who covers the San Francisco 49ers for NBC Sports in the Bay Area. I'm curious just what the uh, vibe is out there in San Francisco when it comes to, like, big big picture. Like, we love Kyle Shanahan here in Denver. We think he's one of the best coaches in the league. But from a San Francisco fan perspective, it's a 13-win team a year ago. They obviously disaster at the quarterback position. They get beat in the conference finals the year before that. Another good season, but they lose to the Rams by a kick. Um, does this feel at all for Niners fans like a stale football team in any way, shape, or form, or is it still full speed ahead? We're going to go try to win the Super Bowl. I, am, I think amongst the fan base, it's very positive. I mean, you look at where they are now as opposed to where they were, you know, in between, I guess, the last year of Harbaugh and then a the couple years after that. So, I mean, I think it's a very positive. The fact that they're getting into the playoffs more often than not is a good thing. And the only reason that they haven't made it further is really because of injury. So, I mean, you can't blame Kyle Shanahan for a lot of it. I mean, because he's done such a good job. And just thinking about where they were previously and the roster that they have now, I mean, that's Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. The reason Christian McCaffrey's there is because of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. What they've done to the roster is pretty uh, pretty impressive. And then bringing Javon Hargrave in for the defensive line, that was a big move that no one really expected. So, I mean, just roster move-wise, they've, I think, earned the respect of the fan base. Jennifer, uh, thank you uh, again for your time. Trey Lance, latest on him. Do you think um, he makes a football team? Do you think uh, they they trade him? What, what What's the latest going on there with Trey Lance? I mean, I don't think anyone really is going to offer enough in trade value for the 49ers to be willing to give him up. 
I think they have a lot of belief in him. They really like the person that he is in the locker room, his leadership qualities. He's done so much to try and get on the field. He just had some really bad luck. The fact that he broke his finger in his rookie preseason outing and then really has dealt with that the entire time that he's been in the NFL. And then last year, for his week two, foot injury. So, I mean, he hasn't been healthy, completely healthy in a real game until last week in Las Vegas facing the Raiders in the first preseason game. So the fact that he's really healthy now and finally getting some reps, able to extend his index finger on his throwing hand, I mean, the fact that he wasn't able to do that in his second year, it's amazing that he actually even completed passes. Jennifer, last one for me, and we're checking in with Jennifer Leachan, who covers the San Francisco 49ers for NBC Sports in the Bay Area there. Um, our new right tackle is named Mike McGlinchey, and you guys know all about Mike McGlinchey. He's already been a almost lightning rod of conversation. He has not looked great when he has been out there, and unfortunately he has not been out there recently because of a knee injury. When you bring up Mike McGlinchey to fans of the San Francisco 49ers, what do they say? You know, it's, it's funny because it's a differing opinion from inside the building to outside the building. Mike McGlinchey is an amazing run blocker. And so what he doesn't get enough credit for is getting out in front of blockers, opening up holes. I mean, you look at the big runs that the 49ers have had with whoever has been in the backfield, from Raheem Mostert to Elijah Mitchell to Christian McCaffrey. Those big runs that those guys break off are oftentimes led by Mike McGlinchey. Um Pass protection-wise, he hasn't been as great, but he's been very, very good. I think there's been a couple times where he kind of got in his own head. He needed to learn how to have a shorter memory, and he's done that. He's worked with a sports psychologist, and he still does to this day, and I think it's helped him out a lot. So uh, outside of injury, I mean, normally he's pretty durable. He's been out there a lot, but, I mean, just such a great locker room guy, great leader, good guy to have around. So I, I think you should be very happy with him. Denver Broncos fans should be happy that he's there. All right. Hopefully that bears out to be the case. Jennifer Lee Chan covering the Niners for NBC Sports in the Bay Area. We appreciate your time and have fun covering the game tomorrow night. All right. Thanks so much. All right. There she goes. Jennifer Lee Chan. Good job there. Yeah. What, what do you make of, uh, well, I hope she's right about Mike McGlinchey, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't get to see a ton of him. He missed uh, some time early in camp. And, you know, what we did get to see what well, wasn't great and but but hopefully um, you know he turns more turns out to be more like what Jennifer is saying, and hopefully we get that Mike McGlinchey. Uh, we didn't get to see him in a preseason game, obviously. Right, right. So our sample size has been really small to really evaluate him. Um, so paid him a lot of money, needed to work out, need him to work out and be a um, a, a really good player, like. Top 15 right tackle? Is that a fair? Uh, Gosh, um, I hope so. Right? Well, I mean, what, we're paying him like what a if I top, said top three, 10? right? Yeah, Probably yeah, yeah. We're paying him like yeah. a top three yes. tackle, yeah. right tackle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that should be like the 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 floor there. Okay. That's, uh, or the, yeah, the floor. Yeah. That should be the floor, top 15. I mean, if it's not top 15, that's a, that's a disaster is what that is. She did say number one attribute, run blocking. And if there's one thing that's just still an incomplete picture from out there at camp and he didn't play in the preseason game, it's his run blocking. What could it look like? Hopefully, hopefully, if you got wood near you, knock on it, uh, that this all pans out at a position that has been replaced more than any other here uh, since um, the Super Bowl era, Super Bowl 50 era. All right. um, It's been heartbreaking, obviously, to watch the news coming out of Maui this week. And unfortunately, here in Colorado, we're all too familiar with the damage of wildfires. 
our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. If you want to help, even if it's five bucks, guys, go to denversports.com. Right at the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, that's Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. Russell Wilson wouldn't tell us how much weight he lost coming into the season, and then his head coach let it slip. Details next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. from NeverSports.com in studio. Russell Wilson uh, would not tell us how much weight he lost coming into this season. He just wouldn't give it to us. He just, he just, he just didn't want to give it to us, fellas. Didn't need to. No, no. Why do it? No. Don't even go down that road. Yep. I, I like that. Yep, and he was just kind of coy about it and <clears throat> all good. We knew. We have eyeballs. We have an actively working brain. We saw that he lost weight. Uh, but now we know exactly how much weight he lost. Listen to this. He's he's in great shape. He's down like 15 pounds, Russell is. Yeah. And What does that mean to you? What, well, are, what, what do you want? I what do I need to know? I think one of the know? things he does well is, you know, a lot of the off-schedule plays. You know, something breaks down, he can he can escape and then keep a play alive. Uh, he does that extremely well. And obviously with the shape he's in now. I mean, if you're going to do that and run, he was always a threat to run, you know. And uh, so I think that we're kind of seeing that what we were used to. Um, these last two weeks has been have been really good for him. I mean, he's really been on point. All right, now we know 15 lbs. That's a medium sized plate at the gym. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a, that's a lot of weight. It's more than a little bit. Yeah, he looks fantastic. I think it's great. Put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy into, you know, dropping that weight. And um, so I think that's uh, that's great news because that's, that is who he is. That's what makes him Russ. That's what makes him a really good NFL quarterback is, you know, him making those plays off schedule and him being able to escape the pocket and escape pressures and things like that. And we just weren't seeing that enough last year. Uh, and you hear the woman he's talking to is the beautiful and talented Kay Adams, who does the podcast, um, what's, uh, um, uh, Wake Up With Kay? Up and Adams, excuse me. Up and Adams uh, does a great job. Will Peterson, DenverSports.com. We didn't know this. Sean Payton sits down with Kay and just starts talking. Yeah, I mean, Kay has a really light and fun conversational style. She does. I mean, I don't know if we'll get to the Russ sound, but even, we will. even he's like, not robot Russ. He's like a human Russ. Let's actually get to that. So we have it. We have it right here. This is Russell's sit down uh, exchange with Kay. I heard about. It. I want to talk. I mean, a little bit about this fifteen pounds. I keep hearing about. Coach brought it up. Why did you slim down? That's a lot of weight. Well, I'm just trying to uh, be as lean as possible, quick as possible. Trying to uh, you know stay in my younger days Are as, long as, long as possible. Yeah, you know. So I, I feel great. You know, I've uh, you know I've, I've done a, a whole change on kind of my 
my uh, timing of when I eat and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing a lot of intermittent fasting and stuff like that. All right. Is Russell, you got something on the tip of your tongue you want to yeah, say? Yeah, I just, I just didn't, you know, why does Sean say that? That was my biggest takeaway, too. Yeah. Here comes anonymous donors spilling right. the beans. This is a number Russ doesn't want to know. Guys, he's been asked about this since May. Yeah. How many pounds have you lost? Yeah. Russ has been asked two, three times, decline, decline, decline. Right. And then there goes Sean sitting with Kay, wearing his bucket hat. He wasn't in that interview. He was a little later on. Said, oh, yeah, he's lost 15 pounds. And then Russ has to answer it because Kay right. Adams... Being a good journalist says, I want to talk about this 15 pounds because your head coach told me. And Ross guys went on to say in that answer, too, the best part, the, the most human part, is he was talking about how much he misses mac and cheese. Yeah. But he's staying away from it, trying to eat as lean as possible. And it just felt like, oh, my goodness, like he's a real dude right now. He's telling us, I like going out with Sierra and eating mac and cheese, and I'm staying away from and it. And I actually do you one better. I thought he had another – because Russ doesn't give you anything. He doesn't give you anything. He doesn't acknowledge anything that's not perfect or great. And it was Kay, who got it out of him, go figure, that was like, hey, um, how was your confidence level from last year and what happened and where it is now? And Russell actually addressed it. He was like, you know, I have my moments. I was like, wait, did Russell Wilson just say he has his moments of the ups and downs? Like, you know, human beings. And it was kind of refreshing. Yeah, that's um, it is refreshing. And but. There was just no need for Sean to, to, to put a number on it. He's been asked about it, too, and he and he didn't answer it then. So why answer it now? Now, now it's going to be talked about more. It's going to be talked about more, right, um, uh, because we know a number. And Russ is going to be at like like just happened. He's going to be asked about it. and um, But th- there was no need to really go down that road. Just, hey, we know he looked good. He put a lot of work in. Um, but you don't need to put a number on it. Interesting. But I think it shows she's a great journalist, right? Because she clearly has a style that gets these guys talking. She got more out of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson yesterday in her 15 minutes with those guys than we have in four months. So what do you think that sets her apart, Will? Fun. She's bubbly. Bueller. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, she's fun. She's bu- she you, you said fun. she's talented. She's fantastic. But but like Sean Payton, when when he has a couple lattes, yeah, he right? So you, yes, it's not just her and her podcast, uh, right? I mean, because um, Jared Bell, Jared Bell, that. yes, yeah. he you know had Sean in, in in the right moment and a couple lattes in, yeah. and Sean was just rolling. So I mean. He? But Russ, we don't we don't get much from Russ, right? I think also when you're dealing with local media compared to national media members, it's different, and it's different for players too, right? It just is. They're going to give them more, yep. And because these people come in once a year, yeah, it's like twice special. a year. Yeah, uh, these national guy, I mean the local guys, you're seeing them every day. And so you're guarded with your with your answers a lot more than you are with the national people. I think that's well said. And you want to give the like that you know these these people are you know names. Yeah, they're famous. Yeah, you know these some of these national people yeah. are famous yeah. and they have a big big platform. So you want to give them something so they come back. So they want to come back, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, and I think too, you know, I, I'm with you. Sean should not have spilled the beans. But he's essentially saying a skinnier Russell Wilson is a more mobile one, just like the one we saw nine Pro Bowls in 10 years with the Seahawks. So that should be the biggest takeaway from this is Sean was trying to compliment Russ. Hey, this is going to help him get back to the yep, guy he looked yep, like in yep. Seattle. And instead, it's like, why did Sean have to say the number? Right. Why, why, why? You know what I'm saying? Like the real yes. headline should be 
Skinnier Russ equals better quarterback. Yes. The headline that everyone's going to talk about is, oh, Russ lost 15 pounds. He didn't want to tell us it was 15, but that's what it was. I think Russell Wilson. That's a lot of weighty loss. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like he was too yeah. heavy last yeah. year. He's too big. But if you don't have a number on it, well, you know, we don't know if it's 5, 10. You know, what it could be, it's just like he looks better. Yeah. He's, he put a lot of work in and looks better. But when you put the number on it, now that's what we're talking about. Right? Well, and there's a difference between a 5'10 dude losing 15 pounds and a 6'4 dude losing 15 that's pounds. That's true. Oh, good point. I mean, 15 on 5'10, that comes off. That's a lot of weight. That, yeah. that melts off. That's why he looks chiseled, why he looks skinnier. Yeah, he looks fantastic. And I, I believe, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, I think you're going to see Russell take off and run this year. I think this guy's in survival mode. And when animals have their back against the wall, it is fight or flight. And you're going to see his fight be his flight. And last year, you're looking at just 277 rushing yards. The year before that, 183. I think this is over 350 yards this season, just just on the ground. I don't think he'll ever be 500. You know, 2017, he's running for 586 yards. I think those days are over, but I think you'll see him around 350 again. I like it. I like it. He became a better runner last year as he lost weight during the season. His his scrambling ability was non-existent the first half of the year. In the second half, we did see flashes, including a play where he got knocked out cold against the Chiefs because he wanted the end zone in a meaningless game for the Broncos, and he lost I mean, he lost five ten pounds during the year last year. And now he's down fifteen total. I think I'm I'm with you. I think. Oh, what do you what do you think over under three ninety nine and a half under? Because I don't think I don't. I'm still wondering how many games he's going to play. So I, 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 when you talk about over-unders, that's the biggest factors. And is, is this guy going to play every game? Missed time last year. Missed time the year before that. I would be going under that. Yeah, but he still played 15 games when he was beat up the entire season. His career is based on durability. The dude does not miss football games. But he did. And he, he never Missed did. Two, Zach. In the last two I, years. I understand. But he had to fly to California for a shot in the shoulder. He's got a lat thing. He had a hamstring. He had a concussion. Like, dude. And he's not getting any younger. And that list you just rattled off, most QBs would have missed 10. He missed two. Oh, that Wolverine, bro, Will. Oh, 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 wow. I'm going to put my feet up and watch this show right here. That's getting fired up. It's calling you Will. We are, we are at the bottom of number three, uh, our number three on a Friday. Man, Little League World Series on. I love it. I love this. Oh, this sounds uh, great, it, man. It's so good. Yeah, you so love it, Will. Fun. Zach? Who no? can hate the kids, you Why? know? Like, God, Stoke loves a kid. Will loves a kid. Zach, you, Zach <laughs> hates the kids. He hates wow. the kids. Oh. Casey, what's his favorite kind of ice cream? I might flip the channel. Yeah, you had a day last week. You hated the kids. You hated single people. Right. You, single hated, people. you hated Brock Heward's electric bill. You were on one. No, because remember, you're like, why is Alberto still single? It was some analogy. Wait, what? I don't know. No, 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 no. That was an analogy. If you see a, a, a beautiful woman who's 40 years old, not trying to be single, and she is, you start to ask questions. Why is What's going on there? Albert O, six foot oh. five, two sixty, runs wow. like the wind. Set the SEC, you know, one of the all time touchdown records. Why did he, why was he a fourth round pick? What are we missing? The kids, single people, <laughs> electric bills. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's the bottom of hour number three on a Friday, which can only mean one thing. It's trivia time coming up next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, hour number three on a Friday. We are rolling into the weekend. 
and I hope you've had a great week. And if it hasn't been a great week, I uh, hope that we were a part uh, of that week to make it a little bit better, I suppose. Uh, Stokely hanging out with me here. And we got Will Peterson from DenverSports.com, which has turned into a little tradition here uh, on Fridays. It is that time that the masses wait for all week long the words that we say into the microphone. Kessner, hit the music. Okay, question number one is a who am I question. Who am I? Peter Pablo. I left my ACC school as its all-time sack leader before being drafted number one in 2006 and went on to be a four-time Pro Bowler, racking up 97 and a half career sacks. I'm going to read the question again. Wow. Stumped. I left my ACC school as its all-time sack leader before being drafted number one in the NFL draft back in 2006. I went on to be a four-time Pro Bowler Racking up 97 and a half career sacks. I think I got it figured out. You know what, Will? I'm just trying to think of pass rushers from that era. I know. Like Robert Quinn came to mind. Yeah, but he wasn't the number one overall pick. I feel like I'd remember if he was. I think it's um, a guy out of the University of North Carolina. I'm going to leave this one to you. Peppers. Ooh. Carolina? Wasn't he the number one overall pick, or no? Do you, that I, that I, sounds that's right. A, that's, a re, that's a really good guy. I know you love hearing that. That's a really good guess. Golly, I thought I was all over it. This is... The fellas behind the glass are cheesing ear to ear. Kister is shaking Wait, me, his head. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take let our time. Just... Let's take our time. Let's take our time. I'm going to read it again. Okay, people are busy. They're driving around. Let me read it again. I left my ACC school as its all-time sack leader before being drafted number one in the NFL draft back in 2006, I went on to be a four-time Pro Bowler, racking up 97 and a half career sacks. I bet Peppers made more than four Pro Bowls. That dude was a monster. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently it's not the right answer. But, um, but think about the school. Like, ACC, not really power. Virginia Tech? Right. I was Miami, you know, Clemson. Uh, I, I don't know. Keep going. Don't, yeah, Keep no. going. Yeah. We haven't set the school yet? Nope. Okay. Um, not Duke. Not Georgia Tech. Nope. Um, you got you had Maryland back then. You had NC State. Oh, NC State. Who was one of these? NC State. Um, who were the um, Mario Williams? Damn! Gosh dang it. You got there. Yeah, Mario Williams, Houston Texans. Yep. Number one overall pick. And then he got his all-time sack record broke at the school by... Bradley Chubb? Bradley Chubb. Okay. Who did it in four years as opposed to three. Mario did it in three. Did y'all have it back there, Kisner? Good job. Kisner had it. got it. Okay. Good job. Okay. All right, question number two. Which of the following three Denver Broncos are highest up on the career rushing list? Which of the following three Denver Broncos, which one of the three is the highest up on the career rushing list? Is it no Sean Marino, C.J. Anderson, or Clinton Portis? 
Which of the following three Broncos are highest up on the career rushing list as Broncos? No Sean Marino, C.J. Anderson, or Clinton Portis? So on the Broncos' all-time rushing list. I'm yep. just, okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, because I was going to say, if it's all-time, it's Clinton. Right. But he didn't play here long enough. Mike flipped him pretty quick for Champ Bailey. Yeah, it was, what, after two or three years? I think it was two. Okay. Couple nice years there, um, obviously. We'll read the question one more time. Which of the following three Broncos are the highest up on the career rushing list? No Sean Marino, CJ Anderson, or Clinton Portis? I figure, I mean, like, just not really knowing, but looking at, uh, you know, who you said, it's like, eh, so you're going to put him in there if he's, if he's the, if he's the, the one. They were, they were throwing the football so much when Sean was there. And that's CJ? Yeah, it's no disrespect to Sean, but, I mean, you were on the— but Peyton, Peyton was throwing bit. 55 touchdowns. But that offense was so good, he could have— I mean, he'd have a casual 110, and Peyton would get all the headlines. What do you think? Who do you think we should go with? If you had to make me guess, I would say CJ Anderson. I'm trying to think— um, how long was CJ, you know, running it here? I mean, was it is it four years? Was no. it five? I mean, did he? He, he wasn't with you in twelve. Can't be Clinton was he? Portis out for those couple years. You know, I mean, I, you, you think about Clinton Portis; those two years are probably what, like um, fourteen, fifteen hundred yards per year. I would think. Yeah, it could be a trick question. Right, because we knew he's only here for so short, but it's still, I mean, he probably ran for 3,000 yards. Did C.J. Anderson run for 3,000 yards? And Sean was here, what, he, he, he started in McDaniel's first year, I believe, right? That's when they picked him. Um, so that was 09 through, yeah, he was here a long time. How many, what? He started the Super Bowl, he started Super Bowl 48. So at least four years, if not five. All right, we got to get the answer. This is way too long. I like what we're doing, but we're going nowhere. We're actually, we're making I, I think you so much of your guys. Three. So much of your guys' commentary right now is really on point. Okay. It really is from the, the like your view. How many years were they here? About how many yards he ran for, and this amount of years. So final answer is what? Your show. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you, thank you. Um, I'm going to go with no Sean. Well, I would say C.J. Anderson. The correct answer is our guy, no Sean Marino. Yes, baby! I knew it! I knew it! All three of them are top ten on the Broncos' all-time rushing list. C.J. Anderson, number nine, with 3,051 yards. Clinton Portis, number eight, with 3,099 yards. So you literally had it at 99 yards off of his career total as a Bronco, which is impressive. Noshaw Moreno, the sixth highest rusher in Denver Broncos history with 3,468 yards. I see you know. All right. uh, Last one for me. Then Will has one. You guys got one behind the glass this week or no? Okay. 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 Uh, Last one. This um, This is different, but I like it a lot. Came up, this is organic, this morning at the kitchen table. What, it's a baseball question. What five-time All-Star and one of nine members in the 600 Home Run Club 
is the only player to have a walk-off home run for home run number 500 in 2007 and, in fact, has the most walk-off home runs in the history of Major League Baseball. There's a lot there. Let me read it again. What five-time All-Star and one of nine members in the 600 Home Run Club is the only player to have a walk-off home run for home run number 500 back in 2007 and, in fact, has the most walk-off home runs in the history of Major League Baseball. 13 times a walk-off home run in his career. So he's a five-time All-Star. He's hit 600 home runs. Only nine guys have ever done that. For his 500th home run, he's the only guy that ever had a walk-off for his 500th. The year was 2007. 600 home runs is so stinking many. This is going to be a household name for sure. So who comes to mind? Like Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Mark Mark McGuire, McGuire, maybe Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, yep. I mean, I was thinking Bonds, um, McGuire, Griffey Jr. I didn't think about A-Rod. was clutch, though, man. The thing that throws me, though, is five-time All-Star. These dudes all got to be. Right. Bond's got to be an all-star yes. twelve times. You're exactly right. Yes. So that's what makes me lean Ken Griffey, Griffey because Junior got what? I mean, he has to be an all-star. You would think ten-time all-star. Yeah, but he had so many injury problems late. Really? Do you think? Do you just think Griffey Junior is just a five-time all-star? I, I'm just saying. I guarantee Barry Bonds double-digit all-stars. A Rod double-digit right. all-stars. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to think of a dude who hit 600 home runs. What about a guy like injuries? Oh, uh, Rafael Palmero. Didn't he? Yeah, not have here to talk about the past. Right. No, we're not. But um, <laughs> but like somebody like him also, you know, he might just be a five-time All-Star. Right. Um, and a one-time Congress appearance. Yes. <laughs> this is so funny, man. I got people all around town. Hit me. I haven't heard from my guy Philly Nick in like months. Hasn't texted me back. I'm getting the guesses here. Love it. Yeah, it can't be a star star because of the five-time All-Star. Right. It can't be Bonds. I'm going right. to reset it, it one more time because people are always coming and going. This guy's a five-time All-Star. He's one of nine members inside the 600 Home Run Club. For his 500 home run, he's the only guy ever to have a walk-off. It was in 2007 for his 500th home run. And, in fact, he has he owns the title for the most walk-off home runs in the history of Major League Baseball. And you guys haven't said his name yet one no! time. Oh, wow. That. I like it. I like it. Oh, dang it. Um, who else, Will? I mean, just let's, I mean, who else? This is, you said 07? Sorry. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, 2007, I'm trying to, like, that was my first year here in Denver. Um, it was October. Yeah, who's 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 hitting bombs uh, back then in 07? Manny Ramirez? David Ortiz? That's there who they go. played the World Series. Yeah, there you go. I mean, now, now we're, we're, you know... Did Davis Ortiz have 600 home runs? A lot of home runs, but Poppy was also clutch. Yeah, no, he was really clutch. And also, he flew under the radar with the Twins for years and years. Not a lot of all-star appearances. There you go. Yeah, I like that one. Let's just go with that. We'll go David Ortiz, Big Poppy. Big Poppy! I'll tell you guys the answer coming up next. Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. All right, we were just having way too much fun with this uh, trivia segment on a Friday. Uh, we got uh, Will Peterson hanging out uh, in studio with us for an unprecedented third segment. I didn't even know if it was legal, but they told me behind the glass, they're like, hey, have Will stick around. Um, 
I'm going to read the question one more time. Kistner, you got the you got our music. Okay, go ahead, hit it. Um, I'm going to read the question one more time. What this is a baseball question? What five time All Star? What five time All Star? And one of the nine members of the 600 Home Run Club is the only player to have a walk off home run for home run number 500. He did that back in 2007, but he also holds the distinction. For the most walk-off home runs in the history of baseball. Uh, you guys have a guess, a final answer? I think we're sticking with Big Poppy David Ortiz. Big Poppy David Ortiz. There's another guess here behind the glass. Drew wants to chime in. All right, I'm going to go with Miguel Cabrera. Miggy, believe it or not, his name still hasn't been said yet. Wow. Wow. And, and the answer is Jim Tomey. Wow. Tomey. H is silent. Jim Tomey. Not Tomey. Jim, you're just making fun of my list now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I am. Exactly. Oh, that's a good one. Great question. Indians there, um, you know, for a long time. Yep, forever. Lucky. He actually hit, I think he hit number 500 um, with the White Sox. Or okay. no, it's number six hundred, I think, with the White Sox. But he ended okay. up playing for like six different teams. But you kinda of only remember him as a as a Cleveland Indian. On the five time All Star thing makes sense, right? right? You were on it. You were yeah. on it. It had you to know, be a right. guy who flew a little more under the radar. Yep. That played a long time, just never would have got Tomei. Yep. Uh okay, Will Peterson, Denversports.com, you have a question for us here. All right, the Nuggets opener this year will be ceremonious. The ring ceremony, the banner, playing the Lakers at home. I think everyone knows that by now. Their opener last year was unceremonious. In a year they went on to win the NBA title, they got waxed in game number one by 21 points on the road. Who did they lose to? I have my answer. Still, oh, I know this one too. You do? I do. I remember um, this. I remember this game because um, you're, we were watching, and it's like, okay, wow, this this is the team that's finally back healthy and. Like they're playing a team that they, they should beat. Did you say team, they opened up on the road? You said did, that, right? And they got yeah. waxed by 21. Yeah. All right, let's both say it at the same time. Okay. City and team name. Three, two, one. Utah, Utah Jazz. Jazz. Nice. Let's go, baby. Love <laughs> Knuckles. And, <laughs> and this is the one that Will said Zach is going to get in Stokely probably won't. <laughs> he did say Take that, that off Will you. Peterson. <laughs> All right, quick, quick, quick bonus. The Avs opened up ceremoniously last year. Who did they host at Ball Arena to raise the banner? See, yeah, no, no, I, I don't, I don't even have a guess on this one. I have a guess, but I. They invited it, it, an ex-teammate it, it, over, who was donning the opposite sweater. Oh my God Almighty! To be part of the ceremony. So John, uh, was it uh, Johnson? Uh, uh, Jack. It was Jack. Jack Johnson. Oh my gosh! Where did he go? And then he came back. He played the rest of the he, the Avs got him at the trade deadline. Right. But he played the first right. four months with this team. God, I want to say the Bruins, but I don't I was it the Carolina it wasn't the Bruins. The Avs oh. waxed them 5-2. No, I know who it was. I know who it was. It was the Chicago Blackhawks. Nice. Good one. All right. The fellows behind the glass have one. All right, guys. Since the greatest quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning retired, the Broncos only have <laughs> two quarterbacks the Broncos have had have a winning record since then. Oh, my God. Name both. Well, um, oh, is there a minimum amount of starts? 
No, no minimum oh. amount. So okay. could like you know Brandon Allen go you know one and zero or Jeff Driscoll you know went one and zero as a starter something like that. We got to remember that. Did Keenum have a winning record here? Keenum did not. Keenum was two thousand and eighteen. Okay. Uh, they were six yeah. and ten. It's got to be uh, Trevor, guys, right? All right. Tre- Trevor. Okay, Tre- Trevor was uh, so he started sixteen, and the team was nine and seven. Right. And then, but he also was a starter for seventeen. That was when the team went five and eleven. So I don't think Trevor has a winning record. How many, did, did he, he get hurt? Ever? Yeah, that's, oh, what, that's that was going to be the next Paxton question. How many did he and, play? Um, but you have like you got to remember the Brandon Allens, the Jeff Driscolls. Who else do we have? Like the Brett Rippon? Yep. What's Rippon? Oh, Rippon won last won. year. Rip, I know. Rip, I bet Rippon's won. He beat McCoy and the Cardinals, and he beat the New York Jets. Yep. Rippon's one of them. Yep. We're going to go with Brett Rippon with Brett, one. Is Brett, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll just come up with the two. Um, yeah. So, Brett, and who's this other one? Now, in that 17th season after the Broncos went 9-7 and seven with Trevor, they started 3-1 and one with Trevor. They beat the Chargers. That was the Beth Moens, Rex Ryan, Sergio Dip having the time of his life. Then they beat, uh, forget who they beat, then the, the, the gotcha game with Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. They started 3-1. Trevor Trevor might have a winning record. Trevor might have a winning record because he got hurt that season. But but it started off so well, and he had a he winning did, season the year before. Yeah, so you said they were 9-7, and seven, right? Yep, 9-7. Um, and seven So let's just think about it. 9-7, and seven, right? Um, and then started 3-1 and one the yep. following year, right? Yep. Um, okay, but... Like, how many games did Paxton Lynch play? He didn't play a lot of games that year, did he? No, I think he played in two or three. Not right. even Coobs refused to play him in Week right. 17. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so, so you got to think about that. So if, if he if he only played in two or three games, that's like that's six. You still have ten more games. No, but didn't they bring there back was a Brock? Third, there was a third quarterback, yes, Brock Osweiler. They all played that year. Now, does Brock count for his 5-1 and one during the Super Bowl run, or is this after Peyton retired? He said since Super Bowl 50. After Peyton retired. Yeah, All right, so we're not giving Brock credit for no, the 15. Wow. No, Because then it could have been Brock. Rippin's one of them. Brandon Allen's not one of them because they, they beat Cleveland, where Noah Fan had like a 70-yard catch and run. Then they went to Buffalo and got absolutely destroyed. I'm almost thinking Jeff Driscoll. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't uh-uh. think so. Um, it's not Joe. It's not Case. Okay. It's not Teddy. It's not Drew. We're going to go with Trev? I think it's Trevor. Trevor and Brett, yeah, I think so. Trevor Simeon went thirteen and eleven. Wow. And Brett Rippin went two and one. Yes. Yes. All right. Nice. All right. We good, did it. good question, because that was a good one. We did it. Yeah, that was good. All right, that, that was, was a good fun. one. That was a good trivia day. Uh that Will, was. you had a good uh question. Zach, you had um some really good questions. That was good trivia. That was on a good. Friday. That was good. Tone setter for the weekend. Uh speaking of the weekend, Stoke tomorrow night. Yeah, NFL Network, 6.30 here locally. Denver Broncos traveling to the Bay Area to play the San Francisco 49ers. It sounds like we heard a little bit uh, earlier in the show from Jennifer Lee Chan uh, from San Francisco that Brock Purdy's going to play. And she said if Brock's going to play a couple series, they're probably going to have the starting offensive line out there as well. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, now, now we get a better sample size of you know, our ones competing against their ones rather than competing against their backups, right? And so we want to get as good of of, 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 oh, of an evaluation as possible. Yep. And uh, so I, I love that. Now, now defensively, we don't quite know. Did She didn't say defensively. But you're expecting if you're going to see Brock Purdy in the offense, you're probably going to see that some of the, some something from their starters on the defensive you're side. Probably also, you right. Think. You're probably right. Um, so, but I think that would be great. I'm. I hope that Kyle plays his guys um, at least a couple series. 
Ones on ones. Let's go. Ones Let's on see ones. What it looks Here we like. go. You know, Here we go. Like you were saying, I'm being a very talented team. Yeah. You know, one of the Super Bowl favorites this year. Yep. And uh, so it'd be good. Litmus test uh, here in preseason. This is KKFN, KKFN HD1 oh, Longmont, Denver. Um, wow. Without a fight. Obviously, yeah. uh, unfortunate news coming out of Maui this week. And here in Colorado, we're all too familiar with the damage of the wildfires. Our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. Head to denversports.com right at the top of the page. You're going to see that link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, that's Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. What's up, boys? Good to see you. It's, uh, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I thought that was the funniest quote out of uh, um, Sean Payton yesterday. There's yeah. No, no light at the end of the tunnel. No, and it was we, great. And we found out how much uh, weight Russell Whistle lost. Yeah. Because of uh, Kay Adams. Good for her. He, uh, I didn't feel like Sean Payton needed to <laughs> put a number on it. Boy, just Russell, more, just like Russell Wilson know. didn't want a number put on it. That oh. was crystal clear. You got asked a bunch of times about it. Ooh, so are you taking that as a, a little bit of a, a a weird thing? No, not at all. Not at all. I just, you know, like Sean, I don't know. Sometimes he just well, what do you, he likes to talk. Well, what do you mean, Russell? I mean, what are you going to do? Like, oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you might bust the chops about it a little <laughs> bit, but... I don't think in the end it's that big of a deal, you know, for for Russ to be. You think you're talking about Russ possibly being upset with them? I'm asking, ask actually you what, right. what your perception of it yeah, is. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I just you know, Sean, I don't know. He's just sometimes he gets rolling and feels especially like with national media members, it's mm-hmm. it's so different than local guys. Mm-hmm. Can right, I, where, where he won't let you ask two questions to oh, D-Mac. That's right. Uh, he won't, ask, he won't let you ask a right. follow-up. That's right. You know, but he'll let Cliss, right. and then he'll let another guy. That's right. like, yeah. So it's, he's kind of all over the map. I I don't mind it. I like it. I like it because it gives us more to talk about. Where he's not, as, with, he's not a robot. I'm, I'm sensing something here. There's a there's an undercurrent here with you. Oh, no. I mean, I don't like that he relegated us to the, you know, uh, the North Pole to watch practice. Um, so no, but um, and, we, and we couldn't do our show from where we always do our show from, right? So no, I hey, mean that, twenty that years down the drain, who cares? Right, that R- takes Richie, me off. Richie's got a weed whacker. We figured yeah. it out. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, no, I mean that's just. Um, I, I, I look as a Feels coach. Like you're, you're holding back a little bit here. No, as a reason. coach and and. Um, and I've always got along with them when we've, you know, crossed paths. Yep. And 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 I love the hire to start with. I still like the hire. Okay. Um, and but I, I, he's entertaining. Boy, he you know because we had the USA Today article. We we got you know he told us fifteen Russ has lost fifteen pounds uh, yesterday. A lot of coaches are just so scripted. Like Sean is like sometimes he's he's scripted. Sometimes he's not. Hey, well, if I well, showed up with a Gilligan hat and some sunglasses, do you think he would have put that on for me? If I showed up just with the just with the other muggles Dude, and just playing absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. How, how would that have gone over? He would be like looking through you, yeah. shoved you into a locker, and fed you your own lunch, yeah. Mac. But Kay, think about Kay something. Did. You know, Kay did. Kay showed up. She she got him wear a Gilgan hat and sunglasses and dropping national out. national media. He wants to be mm, fun, you know? okay. And that's what he was. Right, he was a yep. national media member. Yep. And so you know, you look at them. I guess you hold them in a higher regard than you do the local media members. I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair. Yeah, to I mean, say. He yeah. does. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, you can tell by his actions, yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. He didn't have to do the interview with Kay Adams, right? No. You know, you're not forced to do it, right? Nope. Chose. I mean, I think Kay is fantastic. I think she's great. Everyone loves Kay. She was so friendly yesterday, too. I just happened to be in there when she brought in like nine boxes of donuts. 
and she was super friendly. Her crew is great. They left a couple of boxes for the muggles. That's actually a really good move. That is that is a self-awareness move yeah. on her. Oh, They're yeah. Like, I know you it's guys really are great. here every day. Right. I know you grind. I know you can't sit down with Sean Payton. Yep. And I know I'm swooping in, and I can, and I'm going to use this as a lubricant with the media, well, with people. To, to, to be that. fair, Megan, who's with the Broncos, did suggest, why don't you just leave a couple of boxes here? But they were happy to do it. They, I'm sure they would have. One way or the other. They brought a bunch of boxes in just for, like, I don't know, players? The fans. They go around and hand them out to the fans. That's oh, what I've seen from other videos of them at training camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. Didn't I didn't catch that. Because they're no. on a tour right now. They're kind of, like, going across the country to different teams. And yesterday was their Broncos stop. The donut so. tour. Yeah. Yeah. That's a smart move, man. You know, And then they gave out the fan, like the little, like, personal fans, like, to fan yourself off from the heat with her face on them and their oh, name wow. on them. It was really smart. No, they did it Very well. Smart. Yeah. But just checking, he doesn't have to do that. Of course no. not. No. Okay. No. Sean Payton, if the one thing we know for sure, Sean Payton is going to do whatever Sean Payton wants to do. <laughs> and if that means, I mean, think about Sean Payton's offseason. Think about this. In the same offseason where he wanted anonymous, uh, anonymity. Like, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. be invisible. Work yeah. hard. Let yeah. your... Well, we got a video of him smoking a bong. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. That that happened. That, that happened. Yeah. Either it was three years ago. <laughs> I was just like that that happened. Okay. Whether it was whether it was three years ago or three months ago, right? It, you were in a compromising seat. We got a video, you smoking a bomb. One foot. Cypress still playing in the background. We don't know when it was from, to right. be fair, no, no, right? No, right, no, right? And that's why I said okay. that a minute ago. Okay. We don't know if it's three years ago or three months ago, but okay. you had yourself in a compromising situation to be filmed by a sixteen year old. Not right. a deal. Um <laughs> you have you have him crushing the commissioner mm-hmm. for Owasirike yeah. uh, uh, suspension when in fact Owasirike was betting on the Broncos. You mm-hmm. probably didn't have all the information, and you kind of went on the record and blasted the commissioner. Shameful. Um, yep, yep. Shameful. Shameful. You have uh, him uh, sitting down with Jared Bell uh, forty eight hours later and doing everything, blasting Nathaniel Hackett, mm-hmm. everything that happened a year ago. I mean, in a very, 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 very short amount of time, mm-hmm. Sean Payton has made as many headlines as the Broncos coach, as anyone in recent memory. I mean, he did get headlines, too, for the hat and the glasses and all that sort of stuff, too. That's fun stuff. I'm sounding like, yeah, you, you know, he, he asked for anonymity, and at one point during this offseason, the Denver Broncos were on the front page of ESPN six out of seven days. Uh, so you think he just can't help it? I don't think he can help it. I think he's, he's just, just who he is. That's just who he is. Right, which I like. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying right. one way or the other. But it, it gives us a lot to talk it, about. It gave us a lot to talk right, about. Does, does, it, does it work, though, a little bit in as much as the target's completely – he turns the target all onto himself and away from his players. So it, it might – look at the other side here. He may be protecting his players and just taking it on him. I don't think so. Look, I mean, because the, the, one of the big issues I had, you know, with bringing up the play from last year is guess what's going to happen? Mm. Russ is going to have to continue to talk about last year no, because no. now they're going to ask, we're going to ask him about it again and again well, and again. Well, Sean Payton said it was all Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, that's why you sucked so bad last year. Is is that what happened? Was it all on Nathaniel Hackett? Like we're trying to turn the page. Russ doesn't want to talk about last year, so let it just let it be gone. I was shocked he did say a specific number to Kay Adams, like fifteen, when Russ. Yeah. Had- Really? That was news. That's news. Absolutely, because Russ went out of his way to not talk about the specific number. Hey, but good for Kay Adams. She brought it up right off the bat, and he talked about intermittent fasting and staying away from mac and cheese. Yeah. And, you know, that also confirms another thing we were talking about. You know, when you're on tour and you're on in Cayenne, con, 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 or yeah. you're just traveling and you're with it. Mac and cheese may come up once or twice uh, on that. When you're out at the U.S. Open over Labor Day weekend 
and you're sitting in the uh, the, the Williams box. I don't know. I don't know what the pastries are, are like there in Flushing. You know, and I think it's just like one thing after another. <laughs> I mean, or it's just, you know, you're at home late at night and you're making yourself mac and cheese at 9, 30, 10 o'clock With at night. With your primary chef and right. maybe your secondary right. chef. Right, one of the two, yeah. One of them knows how to make mac and so cheese. So I give Russ actually a lot of credit under those circumstances in that scenario to, to develop intermittent fasting habits that are positive. I give him so much credit for because so, that, that stuff is not easy. And he needed to diet. It not, it's not just about working out. But with Kay, he was like, yeah, I work out like three times a day. Dude, it's not about working out. It really is about diet before it's about anything else. Why do you think he felt like it was going to be a negative thing if we knew? Just because it would have made headlines? Well, because now you look at him like you were fat last year. He never You're out of shape last he year. He never right? wants that's, to. That's going to be the headline. Yes, he never wants to admit anything was ever. His fault, right? Not his fault. Ever negative. Neg- yeah, negative. Yeah, 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 I agree. Ever and negative. He, he kind of went there with Kay. Kay got it out of him a little bit when she was like, she asked him some, I'm paraphrasing, how is your confidence level coming into this year different than last year, given how last year went? And Russell, with his hand, is motioning the ups and downs, like with his hands, um, and saying, yeah, like it, I have my moments. And I'm like, did Russell Wilson just say he has his moments like any other human being? But we don't get that from Russ, so I thought it was kind of cool. Well, you know what? I th- I, first of all, good for Kay Adams. She comes in like a like a bolt of lightning and just sort of upsets the apple cart in a very, very positive sort of way. And she, that is a human moment for Russ. Yeah. Hey, man, it's cool, man. You lost 15 pounds. You're on intermittent fasting. Guess what? You're just like all of us. We all could lose, you know, a lot of us could lose weight here or there. We got to figure it out. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hard for us to put down the mac and cheese too. Yada, yada, yada. All, all that sort of stuff. And to say, hey, man, it wasn't good enough last year. I've got to be better, which essentially he said with her as well. Well, I think it was the approach last year, right, what he was trying to do. I think that was part of it. It wasn't like he was lazy. No, I think, I think not at all. Was, um, he had some over, bad habits. Overall, well, no, I mean. I, he I had think, some bad eating habits. I think he wanted to bulk up. I think he wanted to uh, add some weight because why? He wanted to be a pocket quarterback. He wanted to be Drew Brees. He doesn't want to be known for his escapability as running. He, his second half of his career, he wanted to be that pocket quarterback. And so he was going to get hit. And so you want to bulk up. I mean, like every, right. you know, you transition in, in the NFL. Like you look at your offseason, you go into it. I'm like, all right, I want to be a little bit heavier this year. Let me, let me, let me bulk up a little bit so I can take some of the pounding. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the next year, like, you know, I, I want to lighten up a little bit. I was too heavy. It just didn't move as well as I thought I would I would move. So sometimes you go into off-seasons and, like, hey, I want to get bigger. I want to get a little bit lighter. Things like that can happen. And I think from Russ, he just wanted to get thicker and, last year. And he okay. gave us clues as to that being the case because what did Russ do a year ago that he's not doing as much this year? He showed us everything. And never he was doing the curls and he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, it's loading season type of deal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think it was like a concerted effort. Uh, by the way, this Protein is not a, this is not a negative on Russ. Like, hey, way to, way to go, way to go. Yeah, It's great. actually a good thing. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Tip, tip it just reset cow. an old topic. We did the Russell weight topic right. when he showed back up. We were like, right. oh my god, he looks like he lost fifteen pounds. Because yeah, all we're saying now is how great he looks, how much better he's moving, how it got better in training camp. But Sean Payne did put it. No, because Sean once again made an old story new again by attaching new yeah. details to it. We already did this six months yeah. ago. You know, yeah. I saw him, we don't, we saw him in the NBA Finals. We were like, oh, my God, Russ looks fantastic. But when think, you, all right, do you think Sean just did that? That was a slip. A little. Just yeah. him just being comfortable. When he yeah. gets comfortable, he's just going to talk. And he's Dante's, not going to really think. Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay, I'm going to say whatever. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. We're just going to talk. Whatever. Do you, all right, if, do, you if, think, if, do you think he realized Russ hadn't? 
said the number or he just wasn't aware of it. I at thought all. Sean That's Payton has question. been asked about it and oh he has and, and he hasn't put a number on it. Right, he, so that, he has answered the question a lot more guarded for a reason because right. you don't want to put a number on it. Like that's just common sense. Like there's no need to. But it's clear that he shouldn't have theoretically because Russ has been asked about it exactly, and he didn't put a number on it. Yeah. So, but but this is again this kind of yeah. silliness. Yeah. However, it does show you Sean Payton. He's going to be Sean Payton, man. Dude, He's get nice. ready. This is not. This is the beginning. Every couple months, there's going to be something. That's just how this is going to go. This is great. Buckle up. Let me ask you one question. You guys were having the goal line conversation a little bit earlier, how you never saw any goal line at camp. Now that the NFL did not ban the tush push, should the Broncos use that this year? He told us he would last year at Fox. Last year at Fox is after it had been going on, and he said, uh, if I'm back in coaching next year, we will run that play until they ban it. He also said he liked wow. referees and was going to have referees at, uh, during training camp. Yeah, the referees just kind of – just. I heard y'all talking about that the other day, D-Mac. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I don't think it's, uh, uh, you know, um, them worrying about paying the refs, certainly. No right, way. Right. That, that, no I mean, that's way. Not, when I heard someone throw that out there, I wasn't sure if it was you. It was oh, definitely no. not okay. me. They, I, I mean, respect Greg right Tanner. I got yeah. it. They are, uh, the, the guy, the guy paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for engineering students to watch a football game in Texas. And they changed the field out with one game. Uh, right. right. So, right. Grand. Yeah, there you in go. The uh, they're not worried about paying the refs, no. you know, 100 bucks and feeding them to come out. And, <laughs> no. No, you, you, they should have them out there more. You know, you don't have to have them every day, but they should. They should have them out there a little bit more um, because it's it's you know it's a big part of the game, and you want to see when you're making these types of mistakes. Well, they clearly will next week because they have the Rams in town. You have to, right? right? You, you got to have that. And we're off of there. The weekend's here. Weekend's here. What's for the us, uh, not what's, for y'all. what's the best number there, Zach? This weekend. <laughs> what's your favorite number this weekend? Uh, oh my gosh, I I haven't looked at anything. I have not looked Nothing? at uh, no. I have not looked at a Little thing. League World Series or something. You got no, maybe no. Cuba over Taipei or something. <laughs> No. <laughs> Nothing? No. Zach doesn't like the Lonely World Series. Oh, you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, this is your one ally in that is. conversation, by the way. I actually oh, don't, don't think you like know it? that. No. He, went, oh. it. he went off on a diatribe last week. Oh, you don't like the kids either. Oh, no. Wow. It's, not about, it's not about the kids. It's yeah. about the organization. It's about the corruption of uh, the contract of a $62 million nine-year contract. Oh, right. wow. And, and a juiced up, juiced up rules. Um, corrupt system of getting kids and teams there and the exploitation of children who just should not be on TV. You know way more about it than I did. I do. My only thing was, just show me like the finals. Show me what it's like Japan versus it. I don't think we need to see it for three straight Dude, weeks for 12 are, hours a day. That's so all. That's where right. I stood. And they have the junior division now, the intermediate Down on the division. Kids. They have the Down softball on the kids. division. The kids aren't being exploited. They totally love it. They love it. These they love it too love much. It. There's, it's not the best brand of baseball at that age. It's, <laughs> no one's talking about that. No one cares. It's not about even that. close. You guys no don't even cares. I, you guys don't even know what little league is. No, you're right. You don't even know. You realize little league is like a, a, a it's not a Xerox. It's a photocopy. That's my bum. All right, I see you can get. Thank you for having You get me. It's nothing about the kids. The kids are awesome. It's it's a corrupt organization. And a, a, a messed up system of exploitation of kids on TV. That's what it is. I just don't like it for a month on TV. We're, we're on the same page. He's Stokes out of here. We got we to gotta move on. All right, enjoy the weekend, the drive. We get going coming up next.